Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to today's edition of Reflection on the Word with Richard Kay. I'm Chuck Christie, and today we are asking you to spend a few moments of your time with us each day as Richard shares from God's Word with notes, quotes, and stories, along with some of his own personal experiences, to confirm for you God's great love for us, that His compassion for us never fails, and that He has a great faithfulness toward us in every regard. Now, if you miss a portion of today's broadcast or would like to recommend it to a friend, You can hear this program anytime online at talknetworkradio.com. Well, now here's Richard with today's reflection. As he was about to be brought into the barracks, Paul said to the commander, Am I allowed to say something to you? He replied, Do you know Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who raised a rebellion some time ago and led 4,000 assassins into the desert? Paul said, I am a Jewish man from Tarsus of Cilicia, a citizen of an important city. Now I ask you, let me speak to the people. After he had given permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned with his hand to the people. When there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language. Brothers and fathers, Listen now to my defense before you. When they heard that he was addressing them in the Hebrew language, they became even quieter. He continued, I am a Jewish man born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel and educated according to the strict view of our patriarchal law. Being zealous for God, just as all of you are today, I persecuted this way to the death, binding and putting both men and women in jail, as both the high priest 
and the whole council of elders can testify about me. Having received letters from them, to the brothers I was traveling to Damascus to bring those who were prisoners there to be punished in Jerusalem. As I was traveling and near Damascus, about noon an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? He said to me, I am Jesus the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but they did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. Then I said, What should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told about everything that is assigned for you to do. Since I couldn't see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. Someone named Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good reputation with all the Jews residing there, came to me, stood by me, and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And in that very hour, I looked up and saw him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the sound of his voice. For you will be a witness for him to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, why delay? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins by calling on his name. And we're reading from Acts, the 21st chapter, beginning with the 37th verse. And we have completed the portion now in the middle of the 22nd chapter, ending with the 15th verse. Pardon me, the 16th verse. And so here we see that Paul, again, as you can recall in our previous segment, he is brought by the Roman commander into the barracks the Roman soldiers lived in, and he is there going to be chained with two chains. There would have been a chain on one side of him, probably one hand, and yet a chain on another. He was not going to be able to have freedom to just walk around. And yet, here, we find he appeals to this Roman commander. And what he says to him is a very interesting question. He says, am I allowed to say something to you? In other words, it is similar to saying, may I say something to you? But here he's very respectful of the Roman commander. And the Roman commander replied, do you know Greek? Now, the statement and question are 
self-answerable. Paul was actually speaking in Greek when he asked the Roman what he could say. And then he was re actually replied that the Roman commander said, aren't you the Egyptian who raised a rebellion some time ago and led 4,000 assassins into the desert? Now, this, of course, was a false accusation, but many accusations were being made of the Apostle Paul, but there were also some that were being made of other apostles. In this case, here had been the Roman commander. He had just rescued, if you will, Paul from being killed by this mob that had been stirred up in this riot outside of the temple complex. And now Paul somehow, remember, he was so weak that he could not even walk up to the steps. He had to be carried by the soldiers. But now he is asking the commander to let him speak to the crowd. Now, it's interesting. He had been followed. The crowd had followed all the way to the barracks and they were shouting and yelling, kill him, kill him. And Paul now turns to them and he responds first with the answer to the commander, where he tells him he is a Jewish man from Tarsus of Cilicia. And he also tells him he's a citizen of an important city. Now, this statement, a citizen of an important city, did not mean that he was a citizen of Rome. But yet later, we're going to find that he does proclaim Roman citizenship. And so he appeals to the commander to let him speak to the people. And as we have read, he begins to speak to the Jewish crowd that has been stirred up and following him all the way to the Roman barracks. He addresses them in Hebrew. He speaks to them in their own language. So the distinguishing mark here is that Paul is using his Jewish background, his ability to communicate in Hebrew as well as in Greek. He was able to communicate both languages very fluently. And here he calls his followers that were the crowd yelling, kill him. He calls them brothers and fathers, meaning you are both my brother and you are fathers of other Jewish believers. And then he goes through this entire example of how he was brought up how he was schooled, he actually sat at the feet of Gamaliel, who is actually one of the most noted of the rabbinical 
trainers. He was a rabbi's rabbi, if you will. And he would have taught certain Jews the following of the Jewish faith. And so for him to have claimed that was one additional positive for his history. But then he goes on and he says, having been educated according to the strict view of our patriarchal law. He is essentially saying he is adhering to the law and the prophets, which he had been accused of not doing. But here he is saying, truthfully, he had not departed from the law and the prophets. And then, of course, he explained that he actually was so zealous to take the persecution position of those who were the followers of the way. Remember, these believers that were following the Messiah were actually referred to as those who were of the way, W-A-Y. And he is now assigned by the Jewish priest, the high priest, to go into Damascus, Syria, and bring back those that were followers of the way. And they would be then tortured and perhaps put to death in Jerusalem. Richard will be right back in a moment to wrap up. But if you've just joined us, you've been listening to Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay. You can hear this message in its entirety again online, as well as Richard's entire archive at talknetworkradio.com. We would like to acknowledge our theme song, How Great Is Thy Faithfulness, from the America's 25 Favorite Hymns album. Unless otherwise expressed, scriptures are read from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, which is published by Holman Bible Publishers in Nashville, Tennessee. Additional resources used for Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay include Great is Thy Faithfulness by Our Daily Bread and printed by Discovery House Publishers. Again, here is Richard to wrap up today's message. But of course, something remarkable happens. And while he's on the Damascus Road, he sees this tremendous flash of light, as he describes it, and he hears the voice. And the voice is the voice of Jesus. He is being told by Jesus that you're persecuting me. And he asked why he's doing it. And then Saul recognizes that this is not just some trance that he might be in. He is totally blinded by this experience, but he knows that voice and he realizes it is the Lord. He's alive. And so with his eyes blinded, he is led into Damascus where a prophet, a man named Ananias, comes to him, as we have read earlier, he comes to him and anoints his eyes and prays for him. And Paul 
receives his sight. Now, in this particular case, we can see that everything that he is explaining is true. It is his testimony that he's giving. But notice he is giving this whole testimony in Hebrew. He is relating to every one of the listening crowd in the Hebrew language. I hope that you realize the significance of that. He was communicating in a manner that they did not expect. And he was able to persuade many to realize this was the testimony that he had of meeting the living Messiah, not a crucified dead and gone, but a living Messiah. And as you'll see as we read further, you're going to understand the method that he uses to continue to give this message to those that were of the high priest and the Jewish ruling elders called the Sanhedrin. And we will see that as we look at the additional reading in the next segment. And that is today's Reflection on the Word. Thank you, Richard. Join us again tomorrow when we continue with the next edition of Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay. For Richard and the entire team, this is Chuck Christie saying thanks for listening to this edition of Reflections on the Word. Please.